We gave them up when we started living like freaky beatniks. Now, you don't believe in rules, yet you want to control Ned's anger. Yeah, you've got to help us, Doc. We've tried nothing, and we're all out of ideas. You want the one that's two circles, Kate? I, 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 lo- I gave up. Well, yeah, just hit the button. Just hit the button. I hit the button. Does it sound different? It does, but now yeah. we need to find the right position for you to ha- hold it in. Okay. I put it back on the books. That's much, That's better. Can you bring your less- camera down a bit so that you're centered a little more in frame? Don't, don't worry, Dixon. Ken's a perfectionist. You, <laughs> that's you're doing, true. You're doing just great. That's you know, his point is correct. I'm the I'm the pedantic one, so don't worry too much about that. Yeah, that's. I think that's much better. Perfect. All right. All right. So we're here with Kenny Dix. Yeah, I don't think that's going to fly. Yeah, I did. No, <laughs> no human has ever called me that. So <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> why, why, why did you did you qualify it? Did Detective Chip call you that one time? <laughs> no. You're like, he's the greatest detective. No, not the greatest human detective. No, no. I'm talking about Detective Chimp. And this yeah. is where we bring in the clip of Detective Chimp from The Brave and the Bold. You sure? Yeah, I'm calling another him. goddamn hey, random scrubs. Uh, you know what? you got going there? I still need to pull that scrubs video, but <laughs> yeah, it's like it was scrubbed from the internet. Ouch! <laughs> All right, so we uh, we brought on Dixon today to talk Simpsons because right. we haven't talked oh, Simpsons. Ever. Yeah, we haven't talked Simpsons officially on this pod yet. So uh, this is our official first Simpsons episode. Uh, we'd like to welcome you. And I'd like to uh, be welcomed. Yeah, the uh, what we're going to try and do today is just keep it to our f- couple, a handful of our favorite episodes. We're going to kind of go through them and just kind of uh, give a brief introduction on, you know, how you first started watching the show, why you started watching, uh, and why you continue to watch it if you do. I, I haven't, so I've fallen off. So my oh. intro will be like, like we were just discussing off mic, probably after season 15 or so, uh, I'm going to be like, uh, I need some references for that. Uh, and then you can kind of go into the episodes that you choose. We're going to each say one, uh, you know, around so we can give each other some time to talk about our first one. Uh, and then if you have, I did two, just to give us, you know, an opportunity to talk, you know, if you guys have more to talk about those. Uh, if not, you can go, you can go upwards of three. We just don't want to do like, you know, five or more than that because that'd be 20 damn episodes in one podcast. We have a very super long podcast that would be more rambling this intro. So <laughs> pick our episodes done and done. Definitely yeah. not a problem. <laughs> um, I threw in some references. Um, I had mentioned to Ken that we use OneNote a lot uh, for those of us who are a little more computer savvy than yourself, Dixon. So uh, in that OneNote, it's a document, it's a digital document online uh, and on our computers that we kind of references, like there are a bunch of lists online people have created saying like oh you know these are my top 25 or you know, time i think time magazine did like their top 50 or something like that so uh if you were having trouble picking i don't know maybe you don't but if i did for a minute having trouble kind of referencing or remembering the ones that you know you really thought were memorable uh, at the time there was this whole list uh, i think you're gonna have to kind of go off the cuff because you don't have access to that list so if you need some time to kind of come up with your two or three let me know and I will continue stalling like I'm doing right now. If not, we could just jump straight into well, why it. Don't, why don't we I start? Say, I was going to say, also for the listeners at home, if you're with us for the first time uh, and brought to us by your the appearance of this Ken Dixon, you know how much he loves to write lists. 
Um, for those who are watching at home on our YouTube page, check us out at www.youtube.com backslash nothing yet because you have to have a ton of subscribers before you get your own unique URL. QR73 or left. There you left go. See? Cursor button. <laughs> Dixon is, that, Blashy. Is, that, is that left with all of the with the vowel in it or are we doing like the uh, tech, tech industry? LFT. Yeah, three E's. Okay, three E's. <laughs> gotcha. Left. Yeah, Dixon will show you right now on screen that he's got a list, a paper list, because he's <laughs> he's just that analog. Uh, but yeah, he, he does have his own list. He maintains many lists. I, because I am friends with him, I have lists of his here in my house that he's left. So if you want a random list of the immortal characters of DC, then I can reach yeah. up here to this little book right here and show you the list of immortal characters from DC. So we've got lists. It's just a matter of finding them amongst your thousands of notebooks. For you Gen Zers, if you need references, watch the net, uh, Enemy of the State. These are <laughs> references on why he keeps paper lists. They're always watching. Anybody want to do any of this? That reaches farther than she could ever imagine. They hack into computers and they cause this chaos. Wall Street. The market panic as officials suspended trading. The Department of Water and Power in Atlanta. LAX. We've lost radar contact. Conspiracy watch- theory? Yeah, the recent yeah, John Oliver data mining or data. I was all that. Yeah, so see, exactly. So that, that's why he's not, he saw the net one too many times. <laughs> he saw it over somebody's shoulder because he didn't want his own computer. Yeah, exactly. Kareem, why don't you start us off with a quick summary of your Simpsons viewing experience and then jump into your first episode and then we'll go to the next one, giving, uh, giving Dixon some time to see how we kind of run things, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it is an open discussion. Feel free to jump in at any point. Uh, I started watching because jump it in right now. Jump it in. Told to jump in. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm gonna let you finish okay. real quick. But what <laughs> I want to tell you is that like you only not- twice is the best episode out there for The Simpsons. All right, all right, go ahead and enjoy your show. Fair enough. Um, I started watching because I think some kids in oh, what is this beginning of middle school? I, I forget when it started catching fire. Late eighties. Late 80s, early 90s. So a, late 80s is when it started just when it first started December airing on HBO or whatever, right? But December I'm thinking because Tracy Ullman it started on Tracy Ullman show. Uh and then she got it syndicated. She got Fox to pick it up and then Fox ran with it. And I think the first episode was December 89. Okay, I, I, but I, I wouldn't give her okay. too much credit on that. I think the showrunners they got it because she didn't she didn't give two craps about to, about the show until we, it started becoming a success. And then she's like, wait a minute. I made that show. Everything it ever was. Wait, Where's my we, paycheck? Do we hate Tracy Ullman? I, did, I, I, I think Ken does. I'm not fond of her of I, her her treatment well, of The Simpsons. I'm not going to I'm not gonna lie. This oh. this certain is just we're starting to see a pattern here between her and Sandra Oh and a lot of other. Female wow. Women. Yeah. There, there's, wow. There's a lot of hatred. Wow. <laughs> the cats uh, are back. Somebody doesn't like success. Successful hearing. women. <laughs> oh, ouch. Um, like I said, uh, yeah. even though it came out in 89, it debuted or whatever, I don't think kids around my age were really watching it at that point because I don't think the jokes were all that funny, at least not early on. Um, maybe once it hit Fox and they started getting their animation feet underneath them, uh, we started talking about it at school. And so uh, I wasn't actually, because I had immigrant parents who were always like, hey, you need to work and fun is for idiots and losers. Uh, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. 
that was like their first thing. And somehow they knew about it before I did. So I was only allowed to live vicariously through other kids at school who were talking about the show. Um, I think it was maybe even a year after everyone else was talking about it. I finally able to like convince my parents to like let me have a TV in my room. And I just started watching, sneaking and watching it. I'm like, oh, you know, it was almost like we, that that time where like, you know, parents were like thinking you're watching porn, you're not actually doing it. They're like, what are you in there doing? Nothing. It's The Simpsons, I swear. So uh, it's porn, I swear, not The Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. So um, I started, I want to say, I don't know, 13, 14, maybe watching The Simpsons, at least uh, early on. And uh, I want to say maybe that was like even probably two, maybe two seasons in on the show itself at that point. So I was I was kind of what you consider a late bloomer for that. How about you guys? Um, Pat? So. I was an early adopter. I remember actually watching the Tracy Ullman show of all things and seeing the Simpsons clips and getting excited when I saw the commercial for, oh, there's going to be a Simpsons. I think it was a special initially. I think it was the, when they get Santa's little helper is the first episode, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Simpsons so roasting right. on an open fire. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was watching from the beginning and, you know, like everything else, um, it, everything else you watch at that age, it obviously shaped a lot of my humor. Um, when I found out that Conan O'Brien had been a writer um, later on down the road, when I discovered that it made a lot of sense as to why I liked Conan O'Brien so much outside of the obvious red hair and tallness. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he I mean, just like for me, mom. Oh, look <laughs> at that giant freak like me. Um, but yeah, I, I started very early on watching it and then probably regularly watched it all through the 90s, probably till the early 2000s. And then, you know, college happens and things run around doing stuff. Yeah, I'm sure you, I'm sure you cheated moves. on the Family Guy, didn't you? Oh, of course. Just like we all did. Uh, you, were, you were right there with me, sitting there watching Family don't, Guy. Don't, they don't know and, yet. And, 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 and <laughs> South Park. Spoiler alert. Let, uh, shout, out, shout out to South Park for, yeah, for, uh, for like taking a lot of that Simpsons audience <laughs> at that time. Like, what will be the the grimier South, uh, Simpsons. Mm-hmm. So. The hell is wrong with you, Butters? They did that on The Simpsons! Ha! Treehouse of Horror, episode 4FO2. The Genesis Cup. Lisa loses a tooth, and the bacteria on it starts to grow, and makes a little society, and they build a statue of her thinking she's God. Ha! Ha ha ha! So? Yeah. Um, Dixon, do you want to uh, give us your origin? You, wanna, you want me to yeah. jump in? Uh, I... I can jump in. So whatever show was on before Tracy Ullman, my brother was watching. And so I would sit and watch that show with him. And then we just kept the TV on. We kept watching and we started watching the Tracy Ullman show. And when I first saw, I can't remember the skit. I think it was the uh, one of the ones where they're doing something psychological in the office. I was like, the doc, yeah. This is hilarious. My brother's like, I don't know if we should be watching this, but we're going to watch it anyway. And I'm like, all right, Rich, I follow you wherever you lead. Let's go. And <laughs> it is, it has literally and figuratively shaped my life. Cause like, oddly enough, there, my, my life corresponds to certain things that happened in the Simpsons. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is kismet. This is somehow, perfect and 
I have lots and lots of stories. Some of them PG, so I'll, I'll leave those here. Well, I mean, oh, this is an all ages podcast. Yeah, no, this is, <laughs> oh man, fuck, well, fuck shit, cock balls. It's fine. Yeah. As long so as you're not taking us the... to deviant art, we'll be okay. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> someone's already shared browser. shared the M and M, so we're already we're already scarred for life. So. That was not <laughs> on. That was not on the podcast. They just kept I, saying it over and over. I mean, did you did you watch the YouTube edit? Maybe he made it, put it in there. <laughs> I spared us. I spared us. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right. He's like, so if I'm going down, I'm taking everyone with me. <laughs> yeah. Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? Um, uh, can you yeah, my, up, sir? Mine's actually pretty similar to yours. Like I was right there. I would. I had seen the the interstitials and stuff they had done with the Tracy Ullman show. Um, oddly enough, I think I was also watching Herman's Head, which also had Yardley Smith, and that Loved was that show. Yeah, and so it's Loved like Herman's it's, Head. Yeah, and that that connected for me too. And so I was I was you know early adopter for The Simpsons as well. Like saw it when it came out. They had the like the the early stuff, like the one with the the babysitter and the little tree elves video, and like all there from the very early on. So I've watched all those up. I mean, continued on through the years. Um, did tend to drop off towards towards the end of the kind of right, you know, the season 12 or so I still like, I'll catch an occasional episode when you're watching. And, um, but yeah, that, that's kind of where I fell off. And that's due to, as I recently having a conversation with some other friends, uh, tip for friend of the pod, Tim we're talking about how the biggest thing that hurt the Simpsons was its own success. And all of the producers and writers and, and, uh, team members on it that went on to go do other shows like the critic and King of the Hill and Futurama those teams that were so successful and lent their voice to early Simpsons ended up getting their own shows or going, joining other shows and moving forward. And even unsuccessful shows. I mean, the critic could be questioned, could be labeled as unsuccessful. It had a dual, a couple seasons across two different networks, um, but shows like, Oh no, now, now it's, now it's escaping my brain, but there's a number of shows that they, they, that some of the producers and writers got like greenlit because, Oh, you're working on the Simpsons. Here's your blank check. Go make us another hit. And that was that kind of space, but there's still, that was kind of the downfall of it. I did enjoy um, uh, South Park at the time. Like when you'd mentioned like that definitely took a bit of my interest and also like, you know, just the amount of time I had to spend watching one show versus X amount of shows. But the great about the thing about the Simpsons was you could, if you spent the time properly, you could watch probably about, two hours minimum of the Simpsons a day if you positioned yep. it correctly. So that was one of those benefits there. Well, and, and for th- those of us that are at that, that early forties age with South park debuted at the time that we are in like mid prime teenage years. So we're the target audience for that show. Like just a hundred percent. They want, I mean, I know that they said that would be target audience was adults, but let's be honest, everything was marketed like, in Spencer's and in Hot Topic, it's all the the South Park stuff. They 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 were going for a particular. I think they were going for a, a kind of a four quadrant thing. At least they're trying to get hit. I think males of 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 all ages. Yeah, I don't know about the four quadrants in terms of female audience. They that definitely wasn't geared towards that. There's a fair amount of times where it's like it's like take that Lisa's beliefs. Like there's there is that. <laughs> And mm. her left wing ideal. ideal oh, no, stuff. no. I was I was talking about uh, South Park in that, that, oh. that siphoned off. 
no, oh, yeah, yeah, the Simpsons was, much yeah, more, much, much more encompassing in terms of the audience they were going after. It gotcha. It, it, the problems that you see with the Simpsons in terms of things like attacking Lisa's beliefs or anything like those are the baked into the current time that it's being made, not actively reaching out for those. Yeah, a la Family Guy. Yeah, fair enough. And then also Family Guy, like I, I didn't enjoy it to a degree. I didn't. I'll admit that I, I had watched it and I was just kind of like, eh, not for me. And then it kind of it got it got its second life on Adult Swim. And then I, I there was a, a game store that I went to, um, like a board game store <clears throat> that we played uh, games like Versus and Hero Clicks. I think mainly Versus and some role playing. And they had a big screen TV and they'd play the DVDs. But like one of the other players would constantly say recite the entire show as those DVDs were playing. And you're like, dude. I can either watch a show or I can play that. Like, I don't need to hear your play by play for each episode. Like, ah, it's just stereo. <laughs> exactly. And so those are those moments. Like I, I associate with that show too. The family guy has a different, I, we have a different episode for that, I suppose, but this definitely like, I appreciate Simpsons far more than, yeah. than family guy or um, South park. I think South for, South park has its own blend. So for those older uh, listeners, South Park is akin to the Three Stooges. Oh, well, excuse me. I'll, I'll go Family Guy is akin to Three Stooges because it's just lowbrow, funny, goofy, zaniness. And I feel like the reason why there was some people who were siphoned off from The Simpsons to Family Guy and South Park is because they do have moments of just zaniness and uh, I still feel like The Simpsons is as bad as as odd as it sounds is the highbrow of comedy because there's so many layers and so many things that you can kind of pull information out of and people have people have written you know uh, The Simpsons and mathematics I think Simon Singh people have written uh, The Simpsons and Faith uh, there's like three or four other uh, Simpsons and philosophy. There's like a bunch of books that they just pull straight out. And like, if there's episodes with like faith off where Bart was a, um, a reverend basically and a motivational reverend, there's episodes where they were following the leader. I forgot the name of the episode where it, I think it was cult off um, where there's so much in that episode that you're like, wow, this is quote unquote a kid show, like you said, Patrick. But no, it's not. It's for anyone to get all the layers of that episode, they actually have to know faith, religion, you know, faith healers. They have to know Jim Jones and things like that, you know, cult leaders and cult followers. I think it was just like the show has touched me in such a way that I'm like, I sing its praises every opportunity I get. Well, to take us off of our elitist mountain, I'm going to say that Family Guy was it's it, it derived a lot of its formula from The Simpsons, but it was also successful in the amount of time it took to animate a show like it. it the Simpsons animation evolved over time, so the stories had to last as long as it took to create an episode. The, the Family Guy and, and South Park were able to touch upon topics with more immediacy. So they were able to kind of, you know, they didn't have to build out their world as much because they were just basically pointing to, or to a reflection of what we were seeing on TV in animated form. It made things 
funnier, faster. Uh, and that was the, you know, that's kind of what made those things were more uh, successful in their, in their, in how they were presented. The Simpsons over time built an entire library and a universe within their own <clears throat> animation that they could pull back on references and things like that of a world they created and also dip into um, more immediate uh, topics to kind of reference back on the things that they've already built in the universe, which gave it the layers that you're talking about. But I don't think that, I wouldn't say one's highbrow or lowbrow, I just think that they came at different times during the, t during the process of animation that made one uh, successful for one audience and kind of bled uh, audience from another one. Well, it's, it's like anything else. When The Simpsons debuted, it was considered lowbrow television, and then it was around long enough, and then people analyzed it enough to see that there were interesting and deeper things in it. And then, it, by comparison, then South Park is the lowbrow. And then South Park got the same treatment. So Family Guy was the lowbrow. And that's just kind of stuck. I don't think we've yeah, family gotten past that. Yeah, family. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> Too many right jokes to, to not be. Yeah. So. yeah, I'm not, not <laughs> saying that it's highbrow. I just think that they've got its success by being able to just kind of, as soon as something happened in, in the real world, it was in that well, episode that weekend where, again, the Simpsons would take a while for them to fold in things that were happening. So they had to think about everything that happened. Yeah, go ahead. Animation takes time and they're setting right. things overseas as opposed to Family Guy's animation, which was, again, that took a while. And initially you had the animation times on uh, South Park being sh shorter by comparison because they were all done mm -hmm. in house, right. but they still took a while. But then, yeah, once once they once they switched over to, to computers, same thing for Simpsons. Things got a lot faster. Um, a couple of quick notes: the episode that that has the leader that Dixon mentioned was the Joy of Sect. A new and better life awaits you on our distant home planet, Plistonia. Hmm, makes sense. We're having a free get acquainted session at a resort this weekend. How much is this free resort weekend? It's free. And when is this weekend? It's this weekend. Uh-huh. And how much does it cost? Um, it's free. I see. And when is it? It's this weekend. And what are you charging for this free weekend? Come on, Dad. The team's arriving. Um, in terms of how, like, lowbrow versus highbrow, Simpsons is a bunch of Harvard elitists that came over from the Lampoon and then just yeah. get, hired all their buddies for the most part. There's some. There's definitely writers, especially now, who are not, you know, Harvard graduates, but that's how a lot of them started. They will but, I mean, never hire a Yale man. How dare you? <laughs> a Yaley? <laughs> a Yaley? <laughs> and, uh, and then also on, on that fact, too, I mean, that, that's why at one point was it, I believe it was George Bush uh, Sr. who said, or maybe it was, who was it who said, we need more families like the Waltons, less families like yeah. the Simpsons. It's like yeah. Senior. Yeah, that's, senior. That's an HW joint. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's Probably why later Robert on. Bush when that's we are going to keep on trying to strengthen the American family to make American families a lot more like the Waltons and a lot less like the Simpsons. Huh? Yeah. And, and, and later on, we saw what Barbara and George had to say about about the Simpsons in the tale of two bad neighbors. Um, so, yeah. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, uh, well, is it the Barbara Streisand effect where you try to? You, you, well, I guess not where you inadvertently make something more popular because you're trying to, you know, thrash it. Take I think that's what the, the Bushes were doing. They're like, ah, oh, this, <laughs> what, what lowbrow person would watch this show? And we're like, and all of us are like, oh, that, that show's awesome. I I'm watching more the, now. That is controversy creates cash. Quote Eric Bischoff. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, 
that type of reaction from main the mainstream and and basically political and social leaders automatically makes it much more enticing for anyone interested in counterculture, which generally is teenagers and young adults. Well, I, I don't even think it's necessarily as much as counterculture as we're starting to realize that once the media has a narrative and they run with it, they exhaust it to the point of you know oversaturation. So that doesn't if, sound if, true. Well, Even, I'm just saying, no. if, if the Bush, if if Bush comes out and says, you know, the Simpsons are bad for kids, they will run that ad nauseum on everything on television. And even if you were not aware of the Simpsons, had no idea of the Simpsons, kind of like me, like if you were sitting at home with your folks who were watching the news or whatever, there's four or five segments about the Simpsons now that wouldn't have, you know, would never have piqued your interest, would have flown over your head, you would never have seen the animation itself. But they're show they're showing you, you know, clips from the episode as they're discussing why it's bad for you. And as a child, you're sitting there watching like, well, that actually kind of funny. Like I didn't know there was this animation that people were talking about and what they're showing me to me was funny. So now I want to see more of it. And it, you know, again, if had they not been like a, a dog chasing the car, you know, a lot of people would have just, or a lot of kids and maybe even parents would have just said, I don't, I've never even heard of it, you know, moving on. <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I'm curious if, if there's any, I'm sure there's, I mean, as we speak of how much, research has been done on the simpsons i'm curious if there's some aggregate data that like, oh you can pull that up and see like this is what the like where were, where were their numbers at that point and then once that statement came out did they jump did they grow i mean we we they still have nielsen data on like imdb and stuff so it's certainly yeah possible to, to reflect on but I, i'm i'm curious how I much think, that that shows yeah. but we we'll had such a it on another episode yeah we had such is at the time we still had in the 90s we still had more of a monoculture we didn't have the internet where it's like nowadays you, you like, I mean, Kareem's one of the first people who said to me, it's like, Oh, you're not, if you put out a new movie, you're not going up against every other movie. You're going up against every other movie, every TV show, every album, every, like, that's all of the, like there's, you can't, yeah, you can't get away. You can't kind of dominate the viewership like you could at one point. And that's definitely, you know, become further and further in truthful as we go into our, you know, more, <clears throat> social media driven lives of like, Oh, you know, we see what we see because of the, because of the echo chambers we built for ourselves. And just that's, which, I mean, I'm, I'm happily ensconced in my lefty bubble with Lisa Simpson. So that's, that's fine <laughs> with me. Speaking of which, speaking um, of Lisa Simpson. Yeah. Do we want to start going through our episodes? Yeah. Let's do All that. Right. Um, who would like to go first? I say I think, we go I think alphabetical. We'll let, we'll let our ghost go. Our ghost, I was, was going to say our guest go. Al- okay, I was going to say we go alphabetical by first names. <laughs> Sounds great. I agree. <laughs> one, two, three. Go. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> well, let's see. So, top two. You, just go. Just, just go do. Just right do now. one for now. Okay, and you don't have to say that that is the number one. You can say this is one of your top. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My my top has shifted back and forth based on my life because yeah. once again the Simpsons have somehow mirrored my life in weird, scary ways. I think that's why they had to predict the future so often. That makes sense. But, I mean, that time you were an astronaut, followed by that yeah. time that you won the ate well, the world's I'll, biggest hoagie. You know, uh, or, you know, when I was trash collector, uh, I, I think uh, all, all these things just fit in. 
I'm right. gonna say a fish called Selma. Uh, oh, help me, Doctor Sayus! Doctor Sayus, Doctor Sayus, Doctor Sayus, Doctor Sayus, Doctor Sayus, Doctor Sayus. Oh, Doctor Sayus, Doctor Sayus, Doctor Sayus. So, okay. When Troy McClure, so what's what is his name? Um, Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman is a was a comedic genius. And I watched that episode the first time and I was like, okay, every uh, 15 seconds, I'm laughing hysterically. Uh, anybody who's going to, who, anyone who wants to be with Selma is crazy, obviously. Anyone who, you know, if they're going to try to get their career back as an actor, a failed actor, I'm like, okay, whatever. But then, when they talk about his fish fetish, you know, uh, his fish kink, I was like, okay, you now have me on the ground. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> what the heck is going on? And then they're singing. Wait. Uh, look, the human's about to escape. Get your paws off me, you dirty ape. I was like, <laughs> I can't. I can't. All of a sudden, I got to breathe. <laughs> For the listeners at home, uh, A Fish Called Selma is the episode where Troy McClure tries to uh, he his, his career is kind of in the tank, and as part of his um, he ends up trying to part of his getting his license back is going to the DMV where he meets Selma and ends up trying uh, ask her out on a date to because she helps him with the um, his glasses helps him with with his doing the test. yeah getting yeah. his driver's license and from there it starts to rehabilitate his persona and so he ends up asking her to marry him and. Comedy ensues. Uh, for, uh, taking a f- further step back, we have to reference <laughs> who Selma is and what Troy McClure is to the show. Ah, fair enough. Pat? So, Go ahead, Ken. Ken's so, the other guy. Wait, which well, Ken? So, you. Dick, uh, the, good, the good Ken. <laughs> Dixon Ken. <laughs> I would say Patrick's, Patrick has uh, Did you want that? About it? I mean, Sel- Selma and uh, Patty, I believe, are Marge's sisters, so they are Homer's sister-in-laws. Uh, Troy McClure is a quasi-local celebrity of Springfield um, who is in many knockoff movies uh, and films and educational videos of those that you might have actually seen in real life. Um, yeah, he'd be he'd be the equivalent of a lifetime actor, I, was, I would imagine. I believe he does the, I believe he's the one that introduces the uh, Bovine University video. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> They'd kill you at half a chance. They had half a chance. Don't kid yourself, Jimmy. If a cow ever got the chance, he'd eat you and everyone you care about. Wow, Mr. McClure, I was a grade-A moron to ever question eating meat. <laughs> I'm going to go to Bovine University. You'd have to be a grade-A idiot to not want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lisa, you grade-A idiot. It's interesting because I think uh, out of all of us who are on this pod right now, I think Ken's the only one who's seen Marry Me, right? And I feel like it had oh. those kind of vibes before Marry Me, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, definitely. That's that's an interesting parallel, but that's that's, that's funny to say. 
We're here to tell you the story of our new movie, Marry Me, in just 60 seconds. Ready? Okay. It starts when two megastars plan to get married on stage while performing their new hit song, Marry Me, to millions around the world. You deserve the biggest wedding in the world. Meanwhile, Charlie Gilbert, a math teacher, single dad. How great is this? Going to the same school together? Gets dragged to the big concert by his best friend, Parker. Come to the concert with me tonight. Just when we're about to tie the knot, the whole world finds out. What's everybody looking at? That's shit. Caught cheating with her assistant. So she does what any sane woman would do. She picks some fan from the crowd. And I marry him instead. Do you, some guy, take Kat to be a lawfully wedded wife? Okay. It does have that kind of like, oh, I need to reinvigorate my career and this is how I do it. And it's, you know, marrying a, a down, down-to-earth person. That's that's a random pull, but it, 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 I do see those parallels. That's quite interesting. Oddly yeah. enough, because it came from a comic book and yeah. like my brain never even associated, like associated with one, but never this. And it's this... It's a weird collection and it's it's quite enjoyable if you like um Rob If you like Owen Wilson, if you like Jennifer Lopez, if you're if you if you love Made Manhattan, <clears throat> if you love Made Manhattan and wanted to watch, you know, another JLo rom-com, this is definitely right up your alley. Or Owen or, Wilson. Or you can just watch the Simpsons episode and save yourself an hour and a half. I mean, yeah, why not why not both? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'd be better entertained. Did that Simpsons episode have a hit single from J-Lo? Not from J-Lo. I thought well, no, no I mean... but, it, but the, the song, Get Your Falls Off Me, You Dirty Ape. Yeah. You can sing. No, like, that, oh, man. That, that right is, there. Is that the name of the track? That's a hit. Get your damn dirt, dirty hands off me, you dirty ape. I don't think it's an actual name, but what was the Planet of the Apes play or whatever? I mean that that's I know that uh, the Dr. Sayus our Dr. Sayus Dr. Sayus our our guest of the hour is a is was will has already ref- made reference to the Ghost and Sonic CDs and uh, keys in the, songs in the key of Springfield a a couple different uh, compilations of different music throughout the throughout this years uh, that really helped to ingrain those songs in your head when you're away from them when you're not in front of the tv you're driving around in your car with your disc man plugged into the tape deck you Ooh, can those are the days you listen to simpsons all the all the time back before your lime wise and your nasty it is it it is weird to remember how much the simpsons took all the oxygen out of the cultural zeitgeist and conversation for like a solid year it was just everywhere and yep. and and omnipresent just everywhere you went bartman t-shirts don't have a cow all of it well i think it, i think it plays on what you mentioned uh, a, little, a little bit ago about the the four quadrant kind of where they targeted everybody i mean because of the family dynamic of the show you had you know homer as the, the matriarch and and you had you know uh, fatherly figures and episodes about that. You had kids in their own episodes, you know, Lisa and Bart and Maggie. So they target that. It was an animation. So it, it automatically triggered a, a, a younger audience towards that. But the themes and all of the references were, you know, cascading in between, you know, parents and children. So you could put it on any type of merchandise and you'd hit some audience or you put it on type any type of medium and some audience would gravitate towards it because of that. And at some point, they even became self-aware because they're like, we're oversaturating ourselves. And so they would make this self, several self-deprecating jokes about how they've impacted society. Uh, I, I can't remember if it was a, a, 
I think, yeah, I think it was a uh, Halloween episode where, oh, was it the monkey's paw? I can't think off the top of my head, but like you're basically, it, yeah, I think it was the monkey's paw. I think it was the first, gotcha, it was in the first decade of their three decade run that they, yeah. <laughs> they, they recognized that they were, you know, <laughs> they were influential in society. So that's season. Yeah. That's the that's Treehouse of Horror of Horror Two, with Good the man. paw. Good man. Doctor right. Internet never fails. Oh, well, moving I, on. Moving you, on to I'll our next episode. Man. Who wants to go next? I was say side note. It was uh, it was random that we didn't have. There was never an episode of with Rainier Wolfcastle and Troy McClure on the same like movie because he's like you might remember him from such movies as the erotic yeah. adventures of hercules um <laughs> but you would imagine that considering they're both in the acting field there could have been a moment between the two of them but i guess maybe i'm not sure exactly when rainier wolf castle made his first appearance and how de- like what that overlap was because we did lose troy mcclure fairly early on in the simpsons run although that is you know by comparison to its 30 year run so there's that too well, um, McBain was in. Uh, he's pretty uh, early. Yeah, yeah, I mean, McBain McBain's was in fairly early but, episodes. So why? But yeah, you're right. They never, they never crossed over as far as I, I can don't recall. Like I, I'm trying to find any point where they had, they shared time on screen, and there should have been at an award show or something. There should have been a moment where they are together. Even oh, you know, uh, Love All Down the Well. Are they both in that? Oh, you know, they are. It, it would appear that they are both in that group shot. In oh, sending uh, our love down the well. Okay. So yeah. that that one does appear that they shared screen time together, but not a scene together, which is interesting to me. But moving Wait, on, I mean, why, why would they was, be in the same um, movies together though? Because like we said, Troy McClure is a character actor versus like Jerome yeah. Schwarzenegger. He but can be still, guy that gets shot. He's still yeah, he's still headlining. But he's so it's like I mean, for anything that he's ever said, he's never done action. Like I said, he's a lifetime kind of guy. He doesn't do well, action movies at the same. Don't forget though, he, uh, in. A fish called Wanda. They were gonna be in the same movie because his um, his promoter, whatever they got, the, his agent was trying to get him to be McVeigh's sidekick. At oh. the end, he was like, "Oh, uh, uh, I can get you a part as McVeigh's sidekick," and he's like, "Hot damn, I'm going to SeaWorld. World." So I was like, you know. I wonder if that's, that's just, just a thread that they kept throughout the entire thing that these two will never. I think they were about to, but they're like, "Oh." And I think it was, you know, just bad wife when, doing bad things. When you say sidekick, because The Simpsons just has so it's been around so long, the first thing I think of is radioactive man and fallout boy. The guys yeah. they did nothing. They do that was that was I was literally gonna put that one on my list just because of that line. I mean yeah, just I went back line. and watched the episode and it was still Millhouse's, you know, kills in that episode. But yes, that line is so I don't know, I referenced that line so many times, it's ridiculous. Speaking of uh, list. Speaking of okay. lists, uh, t- at the top of my list would have to be You Only Move Twice, thanks to the incomparable uh, Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks as Hank Scorpio. Wow, my boss. Don't call me that word. I don't like things that elevate me above the other people. I'm just like you. Oh, sure, I come later in the day, I get paid a lot more, and I take longer vacations, but I don't like the word boss. The mm-hmm. best boss I, you could ever want. <laughs> like, he is, he uplifts his, uplifts his employees so well. He has great, like, at one point, Homer does such a good job, he, show, he says, you know what, you get home tonight, there's going to be a second story on your house. 
Like that's the type of boss you want. Like you do a good job at work. I feel like Ken's doing the setup, like an M Night Shyamalan setup right now for this. Keep going. No, because it's 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 like he's like, and then Homer, as far as he's concerned, he's like, oh, what'd you do today? Oh, I stopped a load for work today. Like that's Homer's so happy and proud of himself. He helps. Yeah, but you got to take over the world to do it though. So I was going to say, what what, what the the, uh, the twist it is? So Ken, what twist? What are you talking about? (laughs) Are you? He, he did, oh, 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 I'm sorry. Oh, you're right. There is a twist because he, he does tell him that he wants to own the own the own a, the Dallas Cowboys, and he gets the the Denver Broncos. That is a twist. I'm, Denver Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> that that alone, just them, the Denver Broncos on his yard, like throwing the football, hitting each other in the head. I just love his, how depressed he was about it. Project Arcturus couldn't have succeeded without you. This will get you a little closer to that dream of yours. It's not the Dallas Cowboys, but it's a start. Drop me a line if you're on the East Coast. Hank Scorpio. Oh, the Denver Broncos. I think owning the Denver Broncos is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, explain to me why it isn't. (sighs) You just don't understand football, Marge. But I mean, in in the plot synopsis for it, at least, uh, we get that... uh, Homer is given an opportunity to get a uh, new job uh, by Albert Brooks, who happens to also be, uh, I guess, a, he's a criminal mastermind. Is that? Is that- he's yeah, a Bond villain. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a, Bond a, a Bond villain. Uh, yeah, and um, but you know he does you know up about two thirds. Oh, no, sorry, of the episode. he's a Bunt villain. There we go. Oh yes, he's a sympathetic boss. Ten uh, gives- for Ravenclaw. Yeah. And basically what it does is uproots the Simpsons out of uh, Springfield and into what are, where do they end up at? I was about to say like sh- corporate name. I forget. I was about to say Shady Acres, but I don't think that's it. No, no. It's something, something, sy- something systems, actually. Um, uh, but anyway, the Simpsons ooh. end up moving. And what and, and, you know, spoiler, my on my list also was this one. So uh, I'm just going to kind of jump in between. It's on all our list. And, it's on yeah. all our list. <laughs> That uh, uh, the reason uh, why I chose this episode, the reason why I chose this episode is because it was one of the first ones that gave each character their own story within the show. Like usually, you'd have a focus at least early on where it would pick. Uh, and this is before The Simpsons kind of consolidated on Homer being an asshole and that being the funny part and following just his story. Um, you would have you know just the one character, and then everyone kind of be set like characters around their story. So if it was about Marge, you know, she'd go off and do her thing and you wouldn't see the rest of the family unless they played some kind of like um, a tertiary part to like, you know, whatever she's saying to the story. Um, but this one, they kind of all focused on everyone doing different things like, you know, Bart being uh, having trouble at school uh, and being sent to remedial school. Uh, and that, that was a whole storyline. Uh, so what are you in for? I moved here from Canada, and they think I'm slow, eh? I fell off the jungle gym, and when I woke up, I was in here. I start fires. Lisa realizing that she, as much as she loves outdoors and nature, it's you know not nece- it doesn't necessarily love her back. Oh, my eyes are burning. <laughs> oh. Little chipmunk Fred, I'm allergic to everything. And that was kind of a hard realization. Uh, uh, Marge becoming an alcoholic because of boredom. 
that was already a gambler, so it, it just makes sense. <laughs> Those vices just keep on coming. Yeah, and then and then the Homer stuff, and then I think the other thing I loved about it too is because I think when did uh, Goldeneye come out? Was this is this before or oh. after Goldeneye? Oh, this is ninety six. This is November of ninety six. So, so literally right um, around the around the same time. Wow. Yeah, that's that's app timing because it was <clears throat> it was great. Like they he he the I'm trying to think of like by the way it was Cypress Creek is the is the town they moved to. Cypress Creek. Okay. Yeah. Cypress uh, Creek for the part of the Globex Corporation. Globex, Go ahead, okay. Patrick. Goldeneye debuted uh, in theaters <laughs> November seventeenth, nineteen ninety five. So it's about a year. Oh after so that's this that's, is yeah that's good saturation time like people people are talking about the movie people are playing the video game like the the cassette tapes gonna be uh, you know at walmart soon so like well, it yeah. is a good time it was, for a it was also kind of a resurgence for, for that franchise as far as the gap between sean connery and pierce brosnan we're just gonna ignore roger moore and timothy Dalton. yes did you not hear oh, said, I, said, right I said gap didn't i they said yes cool bro it's cool <laughs> that happened in those years man with a golden yeah, I, gotta, exists, I gotta correct you there with walmart i think it was fedco back in the day but that's okay um no walmart's existed back in 96 so yeah yeah but they were nowhere near as saturated as they no as they are now no not, um, not now uh, just so we're clear about this you've worked retail how many years and i've worked with them how many years I actually hey. worked for Fedco. Back, yeah, to, your exactly. Back to your corners, that, ladies. That, that's a point. Hey, that's hey, the point hey, of fact hey. is that you Break know nothing about retail. You worked at Fedco for a day until they, until you said, "I quit. I'll, I'll throw my cash register at you." Try to run a podcast here. Tell me it. I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong, but uh, I, I think it's like Macy's. Well, you're like Out of here, Al Bundy. Is, that, is that what you're saying? No, that's a trash hey. organization that no one likes. Don't bring it oh. up again. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Um, Back to what I was talking about. Please. So yeah. So you want to go to to so Pierce Brosnan? No, not, not, not the Hammock District. Not Maria's Hammocks. That that one's great because Maria gets the hammock with you. Yes. No. All right. That's the best hammock. <laughs> you know they're all on ninth. I hate you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, no, like JPG were here to host a show. Right. I mean, the guy just leaves me in charge after he takes over. Uh, it's like best no, I mean, I, I love the, the theming of the uh, Bond villain, like the way they played on that. Uh, like I said, I had watched Goldeneye and that was kind of my, you know, I hadn't really watched the Bond movies prior to that. Like I went back and rewatched after getting involved uh, with the Pierce Brosnan thing. Um, so watching this Simpson, watching Simpsons play on that theme was pretty awesome, which is why it was one of mine as well. Do you want cream with that? Uh, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, the quote I had picked up from that was uh, Mr. Scorpio says productivity is up 2%. And it's all because of my motivational techniques, like donuts and the possibility of more, more donuts, donuts to come. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Tom <That's> Landry's <laughs> hat. <laughs> Where Homer kind of, you know, he, t- he actually, actually wants to work. That was the crazy part. Right. It's that a dichotomy. Awesome. Yeah. Between what Mr. Burns offers him and what he gets here. <laughs> and the productivity you can kind of you can kind of get, glean from from Homer if you, if you give him the right incentives, I suppose. Yeah, like shoes. Or if you don't like them, then throw away. Get out of here, <laughs> shoes. Okay. You like those moccasins? Look in your closet. There's a pair for you. Don't like them? Then neither do I. Get the hell out of here. Ha! Ever see a guy say goodbye to a shoe? Yeah, it's one. <laughs> Ever see a man yell at his shoes? <laughs> oh, man. 
so yeah, good, good pick. Great pick. Yeah, that's, that's easily, that's been a long time favorite of mine. And so, yeah, it's funny though, cause it's season eight. So it is time kind of towards the, the tail end of, of Simpsons for some people. Um, but yeah. Well, that, that was, um, and it's, I, it's even, okay. I was gonna say, it's even an argument of people. You already had Albert books back for the Simpsons movie. Why wasn't he the, why wasn't he just the head of the EPA at that point? Mm-hmm. Why, why did they have him play an alternate character? And it's like that would have at least embedded it more with the Simpsons. And it's because they didn't trust the test audience. They didn't trust the audience to be like, oh, yeah, I remember Hank Scorpio. Like, it's just, you know, in, Cor- well, <clears throat> in, in their defense, that would have been 15, 17 years previously that that episode mm-hmm. came out from the time the movie came out. Well, he, he was also never referenced after this. Exactly. He's so good. He should have been. They should well, have I'm just oh. I, I think I think uh, to to. I think what Pat's about to allude to that it's kind of a risky gamble to bank on that one character and, you know, hope that everyone's like, Oh, that's, that's a character I like. Okay. But the alternate, the alternative is you just create a new character and no, no one has any connection to it anyway. So what's the, what's the difference? Like if you, 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 you don't invest in that, in the previous character, like you don't sink in time to try and make references to him. You don't waste animations trying to explain why he's back or you don't even have dialogue. You just, you just place him as the head of the EPA and they, they can throw, you know, if they want to, they can throw one line of dialogue in there or they don't, but they, if, if they're not, if if, who's the head of the EPA is too evil to be Hank Scorpio. That's I I could give you that. Like Hank Scorpio wants to take over the world, but he's good to the people around him. It's true. (laughs) The words, whereas the, you know, the, the guy, the head of the EPA, has gone mad with power. Just, true, it's true. This yeah. man has no dick. <laughs> EPA is the biggest enemy in all the world. Everybody knows it. I just want to say that, like to it's me, Hollywood taught us. Season Sorry, six go. through like twelve was when the Simpsons started really uh, nailing their, uh, I guess, non-verbal uh, background kind of uh, comedy, like stuff that would happen that you know that wasn't the focus of it. Cause there's just, there's like a scene in here where Bart's in there in the remedial class and he has the realization that he's, you know, kind of slow and dumb now. At that point. <laughs> yeah, and there's what? a kid, there's, a, well, he's slow. He's, he had to be put in that class. He's no longer the uh, class clown. You can't get by on that. He can't get by on being, you know, m- you know, moderately popular. They put him in that class and he, you know, kind of breaks him. So he, had, you know, he puts his hand on the table and he's kind of thinking that through. And one of the kids, you don't see him. You just see his arm just like patting him on the back softly and then starts beating the crap out of him and the, par- and the teacher has to come in and break them up. <laughs> and it was just that kind of like, you know, again, nonverbal, real quick kind of thing that Lauren. I thought the, the Simpsons started really nailing in those like later or I guess early, early first decade or late first decade um, episode or seasons. Well, because the part's like, how are we going to catch up by working slower? There we go. Yeah. Cuckoo, yeah there. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Like, wait, <laughs> I think part of that too is an indictment of the public school education system yes, because very much so it's like, Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's behind. Not because, I mean, just because the level he was at was fine for what it was in Springfield, mm-hmm. but yes, put him in a private school setting. And they're like, you can't do cursive. <laughs> like this doesn't like, now, yeah. I know script on a, no, on a S L damn. No, no, no. Cursive script. <laughs> my, now my, my issue with this episode is that 
many of the rich and powerful have taken all of the wrong uh, lessons from the episode. Thank you of Mark Zuckerberg, who I'm sure would much rather, instead of invest in the public school system to fix it, would much rather, well, I can hang Scorpio this shit too. It's Basically. easy in the metaverse. Yeah, yeah but Very Hank Scorpio so. took care of his employees. That's the thing that gets me. Once the again, cartoon you, villain did a better job. Yeah. You missed that part. Yeah. Well, you said you said it there. Cartoon villain. Yeah. <laughs> Not real life. Not real life. Exactly. <laughs>